It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's the crossover edition of the Locked On Giants podcast and the Locked On Commanders podcast. Locked On Commanders co-host David Harrison joins me on the special edition to talk about key storylines, key matchups, and predictions for this weekend's Giants-Commanders games. That's coming up next. Stick around. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Crossover Thursday is presented by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is so much fun and it's easy to play. There's no competing with other players. It's just you versus the projections available. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projections, you win up to 10 times the amount of, the, of your money on your entry. It can literally take less than 60 seconds to enter. It's that easy. We love Prize Picks, and we know you will too. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's PrizePicks.com promo code Locked On. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special crossover edition of the Locked On Giants podcast and the Locked On Commanders podcast. My name is Patricia Turner. I am the host of Locked On Giants, joined by David Harrison, co-host of Locked On Commanders, and we are here. We're going to break down everything you need to know about this Sunday's game. The Commanders visit the Giants at MetLife Stadium. Kickoff is set for 1 o'clock p.m. And uh, David, it's going to be a, a game that I think is probably flying under the radar but has really significant playoff implications. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely it does, Patricia. And, and I'm looking forward to uh, actually visiting MetLife for the first time uh, myself and also meeting you in person finally for the first time uh, Yeah, as we'll, well. Be so able that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll be able to get get that picture together for the company newsletter, which would be kind of fun. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. All right. On today's show, folks, we're going to talk about the key storylines. We'll kick that off. And then we're also going to talk about key matchups. We're going to give you our predictions. And then we'll just kind of put a bow on this at the end. And David, since you and the commanders will be the visitors, let's start with you with your key stories. Yeah, I think the I think the biggest storyline for the Washington Commanders coming into this thing is whether or not they can continue this run heavy attack that they've been been doing on offense. You know, and and uh, to to some people's dismay, they're not very happy not seeing Taylor Heineke having to prove that he can quarterback this team to a victory. Instead, the Washington Commanders have been relying on defense, relying on the rushing game uh, to get these wins. And some people want to see Taylor Heineke prove that he can 
carry the load, so to speak. But, you know, I think from the Washington commander standpoint, or from the locker room standpoint, if they're winning, they're happy. They don't care how they're winning. Nobody cares who's, you know, doing the most work uh, to get the win. They just want to continue winning. And Taylor Heineke wants to continue expanding his collection of Jordan. So that's going to be the biggest question is can they continue to run or are the Giants going to finally be the team that forces them to go uh, away from that? And some some numbers to kind of talk about this whole thing. Washington's currently 15th in the National Football League in rushing per game with 121.1 yards. But that average really is not indicative of what they've been doing lately because they've exceeded 121.1 yards in each of their past four games. And they've exceeded that number in six of their last seven. Oh, by the way, there's six and one in those last seven games. So that average has been steadily climbing because the five games that they have less than hundred yards rushing as a team are drawing that average down. Those all came during the losing part of the season. They were two and three uh, in those games. So, the, and the thing about it is it's, it's almost kind of weird because this team, the better they do in yards per carry versus yards per game, almost the worse they do in games. They only have seven games a season where they ran the ball for four yards or more per carry, and they're three and four in those seven games. In the five games where they've run for less than four yards per carry, they're four and one. So this offense is not about getting big runs necessarily. You love to see the big runs, but it's more about controlling the ball, controlling the tempo, and getting to third and manageable because in those games where the commanders are, are are running for less than four yards per carry, they're converting six or more third downs in three of those games versus the opposite where they're getting bigger runs more often and their yards per carry are actually higher. They're getting there. They have six or more third down conversions in less or only in two of those games. So, I mean, this, this is not a, a team that's predicated on getting the huge run. This is a team that's predicated on grinding the clock and forcing Daniel Jones and offense is to sit on the sideline. All right. You know, there must be something in the air with the running game because uh, that's actually, <laughs> there's actually two big stories for the giants. And I'm going to start with the running game and, and, and basically the last few weeks teams have figured out how to shut down Saquon Barkley, mm-hmm. the giants. Uh, if you look at overall at their rushing totals um, in three of their last four games, which by the way, they're one in three, in three of their last four games, of their mm-hmm. four games, um, the Giants have rushed for 78 yards, 89 yards, 90 yards. Those all coming in losses to Seattle, Detroit, and Dallas, respectively. The one game the, that they won against the Texans, 191 yards on the mm-hmm. ground. And interestingly, the Giants have only managed to win uh, really one game when they have rushed for under 100 yards. That coming back against Baltimore early in the season. So the Giants running game, definitely a big uh, question mark for the team. How are they going to get Saquon Barkley going again? I, I think they have to get Daniel Jones involved a little bit more than mm-hmm. what they have been doing. And, you know, along those lines, just to piggyback off of that that theory there, the Giants have had some injuries. They are going to get yeah. some guys back that have, you know, been instrumental in the running game. For example, tight end Del- Daniel Bellinger, whose presence has been missed in that running game. He should be back on Sunday. They're supposed to be getting, um, I think they're going to have uh, uh, Evan Neal back, their, off- their rookie offensive tackle. Yeah. That's going to help. You know, so go back to stabilizing that offensive line. Now, I don't know what they're going to do at left guard. Ben Bredesen may not be ready for Sunday. But, uh, you know, the preliminary plan is John Feliciano at center. He'll be back after missing the Dallas game and then moving Nick Gates over 
to left guard. So the Giants, you know, that offensive line has been shaken up a lot because of injuries. They have missed Daniel Bellinger, like I've said. And, you know, they've just put a lot on Saquon's plate. And, you know, he's tried to valiantly do it and get it done, but he can't do it all by himself. He just can't. And they've got to give um, opposing defenses something else to think about other than Saquon, because when you become one-dimensional like that and you just have one guy that that you need to stop, Guess what? You just might as well. You just gift wrapped the game and handed it on a silver platter to the opponent. So that is going to be a huge, huge element for the Giants uh, is getting that running game going against a very good Washington defensive front who has been effective against the run. Absolutely. Yeah, that front seven is is honestly probably the, the main reason if you had isolated to just a group of guys. Uh, that that defensive front seven is probably the main reason that Washington's been able to win, you know, some of the games that they are because the commanders aren't scoring a lot of points, but the commanders defense isn't allowing a lot of points and they're getting teams uh, off the field quickly. They're getting some three and outs and they're keeping uh, the opponent running game from taking over and forcing the ball essentially into the quarterback's hand with late leads. And again, knowing that you can't necessarily run the ball. And I think both teams, Patricia, I think this is a week where both teams are probably going to have to get their quarterbacks involved a little bit more uh, than they want, partially because the Giants are going to have more film on this rushing attack than anybody else has obviously uh, up to this point. And so they're going to have maybe some ability, but also maybe some determination to kind of say, you know what, you're going to force Taylor Heineke to beat you uh, through the air. And the Washington commanders are okay with that. They want to try to do that. But again, in history, you know, the commanders are one in six and this dates back to last season, obviously before the commanders was a name, but they're one in six when Heineke throws the ball 35 times or more. And he's never had a QBR over a hundred when doing, when doing exactly that. But they're 11 and four if he throws the ball fewer than 35 times. So that's kind of like the line of of, of you do you don't cross that line. That's the equator, right? You don't want to go above or or at 35. Like 34 is the cap because he's also got four games of 100 QBR or higher uh, when he only throws it 34 times or less. So you might get more than 25 throws out of Taylor Heineke this week. But if I'm Scott Turner, I'm not letting him get above. Honestly, I'm not letting him get above 32 just in case in the last moments of the game I have to throw it for some reason. I don't want to hit that 35 throw mark. Now, before we get to the key matchups, I've got to ask you this because the scheduling is kind of weird from the commander's perspective. Yeah. You've got the you've got the Giants this week, yep. then you've got a bye, and then yep. guess who you have in a couple of weeks? We you, and I, you and yeah, I will be great. right back doing this again in a couple of weeks, which is kind of a weird schedule. But that being said, David, is there any kind of an advantage you think um, having the two games basically back to back for the commanders? Yeah, I mean, I think I think there is because you kind of, you know, you get you get two bites at the apple and, you know, it's it's New York Giants, the big apple. So it's it's a it's a reasonable statement to say, I think. But you get the opportunity to come in and you don't have to worry about, especially from a coaching standpoint, like we can come in and, and face the Giants. And if A, B and C work, but, you know, D, E and F don't work, then we can go back to the drawing board and say, OK, how can we accentuate A, B and C and how do we either improve or which parts of D, E and F do we just get rid of uh, altogether? And I go back to last season. You know, the, these Giants commanders matchups were bookends on the season, essentially. And the first time around, uh, the New York Giants give up 300 plus passing yards to Taylor Heineke and they barely lose uh, a one point game. Taylor Heineke's only 300 yard uh, career passing game, by the way. But then the next matchup, they come up and Giants actually lose by a lot more, but they hold Taylor Heineke to a career low as a starter. So it's it's just kind of a weird dynamic. So you see the Giants come through and and change some things. But having it back-to-back, and then the Giants have to worry about another opponent between the matchups. So while the Giants are having to kind of flip things around and worry about somebody else, 
the commanders already know what they do well against you. You're they're theoretically getting healthier. They may even uh, get you know Chase Young back uh, and, and stuff like that, and so that gives them a new wrinkle to bring into that matchup, and they don't have to worry about somebody else in the meantime. Yeah, it's going to be interesting for the Giants for certain, and we'll see how they they play it. Obviously, because you know the question for the Giants is is do they unload everything because this is an important game. I mentioned at the yeah. start of the show, mm. this is not only a division game, but there's potential playoff implications here because the yeah. Giants at, at best have to split with Washington. If they don't, if they get swept, they can kiss that tiebreaker goodbye. And chances are they will even sink to the bottom of the NFC East. So that is that's makes this game all the more important. All right, coming up, we are going to talk about the key matchups in Sunday's game, uh, Washington Commanders at New York Giants. Don't go anywhere, Giant fans will, and Washington fans. We'll be right back. This episode of Crossover Thursday is brought to you by Audible. Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we're sure you're going to love. That's why you'll be able to find Block Forever available as a bonus episode on Locked On NFL right now. Locked Forever is a brand new podcast from former NFL All-Pro Ryan Khalil, who takes the conversation about football to the next level. Khalil sits down with star players, coaches, and former pros across the league to get real about what happens on the field and behind the scenes. New episodes of Block Forever will be recorded and released every week ahead of Thursday Night Football. So head on over today to Locked On NFL for a sneak peek a block forever or catch the full series available anywhere you get your podcasts. Audible, get in the game. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time sounds like a real game changer if you ask us make the right call and get the service you deserve with discover limitations apply see terms at discover.com slash credit card hey giants and commander fans thanks so much for making this crossover edition of the lock on giants podcast and the lock on commanders podcast your first listen today for your second listen head on over to locked on sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, welcome back to this crossover edition of the Locked On Giants podcast and the Locked On Commanders podcast the Giants and Commanders face off on Sunday, MetLife Stadium, kickoff at one o'clock. Big NFC East matchup with potential playoff implications because right now the, the Washington Commanders, they're nipping at the Giants' heels. I think they are the seventh seed, I want to say. The Giants yep. are currently the sixth seed. So uh this this game is is going to have some juice to it for certain. And speaking of juice, yep. David, let's talk about the key matchups. In this game, again, we'll go to you since you are the visitors this week. What do you see as the biggest matchups for this game? Yeah, just and real quick, just add on to the playoff implications. I mean, if Washington wins, like you said, if Washington wins are the sixth seed in the NFC, if they lose and the Seahawks win, then they fall down to the eighth seed. So you fall completely out of the playoff picture 
uh, if that happens. Of course, if Commanders lose and Seahawks lose, then it pretty much stays the same, and we just kind of live to fight uh, another week. So I guess that's kind of there's there's two ways that this works out positively for the Commanders, but obviously they would rather have the eighth win of the season, Ron Rivera's first eight win season as a head coach in Washington. By the way, if they achieve that, so of course they would rather have that. We already know the Commanders are going to try to run a lot against the New York Giants. Like you can just take that to the bank. Um, the real question is going to be whether it's going to be Antonio Gibson or it's going to be right. Brian Robinson jr. And I'm going to caveat all that right now by saying Antonio Gibson limited in practice on Wednesday. So there is a possibility that he doesn't play this game. I mean, it just kind of depends on how serious that injury is, but you know, coaches are, we're not really going to find that out until Friday. So I'm going to leave him in the conversation, uh, until there's a reason not to. So just giants fans, especially because you know, you don't probably usually track this stuff. Just keep an eye on Antonio Gibson, but the variance in Washington's rushing attack is 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 really interesting. And every week we get the question of who is going to be the number one back for the Washington Commanders and is one of them deserving of the primary back. And the answer I always give is there is no primary back. It's a case-by-case, opponent-by-opponent situation. So Brian Robinson agreed with, with that process. I asked him after the game against the Falcons. He said, nobody cares about who gets more touches, yards, touchdowns. We just want to win. So whatever is going to happen uh, is going gonna, is gonna to happen. The Giants coming out of their bye were giving up, from what I saw, more rushing, uh, better rushing performances to the left side of the offensive formation. But since the bye, are actually giving up better rushing performances to the right side of the offensive formation. I don't know how much injury uh, is playing into that or, or if that's just a schematic thing. For Washington, they do their best running to the right when they're using zone running schemes. That's Antonio Gibson's wheelhouse. When they run better to the left, they usually use their gap schemes. That's Brian Robinson's wheelhouse. So if you want to know the answer on which running back and watching, you're going to see more. Well, if they have more success to the right running their zone scheme, it's probably going to be AG. If they have more success to the left using their gap scheme, then it's going to be Brian Robinson. But the Giants, depending on the before the buy and after the buy, have given up successful running attacks on either side of the line, just depending on who you are. So we really don't know who it's going to be. But I think as you watch the game in the game flow, if you see more running opportunities to the right, you're going to see more Antonio Gibson, more to the left. You're going to see more Brian Robinson. And again, That's assuming Antonio Gibson plays. If he doesn't, then you're looking at Brian Robinson, Jonathan Williams, and you're just getting a whole lot of power gaps team uh, runs anyway. Although both running backs do have, it's probably about a 60-40 split. Each of them can run effectively in zone and gap schemes. Must be nice to have two running backs that can equally share the workload. I mean, the Giants, it is, it's yeah. all about Saquon, really. And, it is and, you all know, about Saquon. Despite the fact that they have, you know, Matt Breida, who could take on some of that workload, mm-hmm. Gary Brightwell, assuming that, you know, he, he kicks whatever bug he's got that's kept them out of practice. But, you know, you mentioned the running game, which I think is going to be really the, the, the central theme for both teams. You know, yeah. I talked about Saquon and the Giants running game going up against that tough defensive front. But you know what? I think I'm going to piggyback off of what you said because the Giants' run defense really hasn't been stout all year long. Now, some of that has been a result of defensive coordinator Wink Martindale saying, okay, you know what? I've got to pick my poison. I may have to give up a little bit in the run game just to, you know, to protect the passing game. But look, you know, teams have been able to really gash the Giants in terms of yardage. And the Giants' Mm -hmm. run defense right now I think is ranked I want to say 27th or 28th in the bottom of the league towards the bottom of the league and that's very surprising all things considering you know they've got Dexter Lawrence up front Uh, Leonard right yeah sexy Dexy you remember that right (laughs) (laughs) so they've got him and he's been playing real you know he's had a whale of a year I mean probably his best career year 
in that he's put it together both as a pass rusher and as a run stopper. You also have uh, Leonard Williams, who as a pass rusher has been kind of quiet, not as disruptive, I think, as they'd like to see him. But, um, you know, the Giants, I think they're going to they're going to get some help back. Aziz Ojolari is supposed to be coming back um, after his stint on IR. He's still on IR as of this recording, but he is expected to be activated off of IR. Kayvon Thibodeau, who had a big game um, against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, just as as a disruptor as, and also, you know, doing well as a pass, um, excuse me, a run defender. So you, you've got the meet up front. The question is, is can the linebackers keep the guys out of the second level? That's where the Giants, mm-hmm. I think, have been getting beaten in terms of their run defense is at that second level. And uh, if they don't start winning those battles, it has the potential to be a very, very long day. And, uh, you know, the last thing I think uh, Wink Martindale wants to see is, especially with a banged up defensive secondary to who, you know, they might be getting Fabian Moreau, former Mm-hmm. commander uh back this week but still they're without a dory jackson who's probably not going to play mm-hmm. um you know the set the, the safeties we probably won't see xavier mckinney anytime soon if if at all the rest of the year um so they've you know dane belton is banged up a little bit just jason pinnock was has been playing there so you know you want to protect that defensive secondary and in, yeah. and it starts with the run and, you know, just that run defense, it's just been such an enigma for the Giants. I don't know what the answer is. I, I Again, I think it starts with, you know, cleaning up at the second level there. But no. um, as far as actually how they're going to do it or what the plan is, that remains to be seen. I don't know what Wink's got up his, his sleeves there because this uh-huh. is not allowing him to be as aggressive, I think, as he wants to be, you know, because he yeah. knows he doesn't have the, you know, the personnel to do what he would ideally like to do so there's got to be a little give and take and we'll see how that give and take kind of falls into place yeah absolutely and look it's it's hard to drive a four-cylinder like a v8 you know what i mean it's just it's just kind of hard to do that if you don't got the horses for it um but you know it, it's interesting because that's the, the debate that's always going on around the commanders is the, you know people saying that this rushing attack this rush heavy attack is not sustainable but Every week we come up against an opponent and say, you know what, maybe this week we can continue this rushing attack thing. And so you're kind of wondering when that wall is actually uh, going to get hit. Spoiler alert is probably San Francisco. Um, but kind of a secondary matchup that I'm looking at is Jahan Dotson, the rookie receiver against Darnay Holmes, um, mm-hmm. primary slot corner from at least the, the, the statistical data that I'm getting. And Jahan Dotson came back week 10 from the hamstring injury that forced him uh, to miss five games. He's run 52 pass routes, which is actually fourth bet or fourth highest on the team. But he's only gotten four targets, four targets or three targets, depending on which source uh, you trust. But I go with four targets. Ron Rivera talked about wanting to get more out of their offense, more scoring, get into the 20s. And I think that getting Jahan Dotson in sync with Taylor Heineke is really the key uh, to doing that. So Jahan Dotson kind of does his best damage out of the slot early on when he was having success. Three of his four touchdowns early on in the season came out of the slot. But then even beyond Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel obviously does a lot of work in the slot. Terry McLaurin. Also does a lot of work in the slot, and I go back to one of those big catches by the Dallas Cowboys, CeeDee Lamb, up against uh, Darnay there. So I think that, honestly, no matter who it is, I think that if Washington wants to get their passing attack going a little bit better this week, or you know what, going back to your your previous topic, maybe they save that for after the bye, lean on the run here, and then come out of the bye trying to attack that slot, try to attack uh, Holmes there, and basically you have three guys to potentially do it with. Yeah, and and you bring up a good point here because – Holmes has struggled this year. I mean, yeah. look, he's a, he's a gutsy player. You know, he he 
he goes out and he gives you everything he has, but you know, I would almost imagine there being some kind of a rotation or a committee approach because you just can't have him, you know, in my opinion, you just can't have him going up against a Terry McLaurin, you know, there's just, Darnay Holmes is not a tall guy. He plays big and he plays tough, but you know, there's just been too many times when you just sit there and you kind of cringe because he ends up getting beaten for, you know, whatever the reason, whether he loses the size advantage mm-hmm. or just somebody puts a move on him. And, you know, the Giants are so banged up. So I'm curious to see how they move their cornerbacks around or if they just say, OK, you know what, Darnay, you've got it. You handle it. Uh, we put, you know, Fabian Moreau maybe plays McLaurin on the outside. So I'm curious to see how, you know, Wink is going to do it. Um, but, yeah, that. That would be a concern for me as well, that slot matchup, because uh, they, the Giants last week against the Cowboys, yeah, they they had some problems. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, everybody. We are going to take a, our final break. When we come back, we are going to talk about predictions, and then we will wrap everything up on this crossover edition of the Locked On Giants and Locked On Commanders podcast Stay with us. This episode of Crossover Thursday is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game, both college and NFL. And Bet Online doesn't stop there. It's your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the World Cup, NBA, NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head on over to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the games start. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes. It's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line, or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. All right, everybody, welcome back to the crossover edition of on Giants, Locked on Commanders. I'm Patricia Trena. He is David Harrison, Commander fans. You know him from the, the uh, Locked on Commanders podcast. Giant fans, you know me from the Locked on Giants podcast. And David, it is time to make predictions. This is the part of the show I'm not really crazy about because I never get it right. I never <laughs> get it right. But uh, again, I'm going to go to you since you are the uh, the visitor and I'm sure yeah. in a couple of weeks you'll be putting me on the spot first. So I, will. I, I know you will. So <laughs> I mean, look, you know, the Washington commanders are favored by two and a half points in this game, according to bet online. And 
and really, you know, usually the home team, right? That's that's the tradition. The home team usually gets a field goal kind of advantage to their benefit. Um, so I don't know what the, the bookmakers really think of this game. It's kind of a close pick, obviously. The over-under is 40 and a half. When I kind of look at the games that the Giants have been playing in, the games that the Commanders have been playing in, I think this version of the Giants that we were, we're recently talking about is more susceptible to getting beat by this Commanders team. I think that, you know, especially coming out of like that win against Green Bay Packers, for example, like if you face that Giants team, then maybe uh, I, I feel a little bit less confident about this game. That being said, I do think the Commanders win. I'm I'm confident the Commanders can come out of MetLife with a victory. You know, they, they took two of them last year. I think this is a better team. I do think this is also probably a better Giants team, but I think that this is also a better Commanders team. So I'm confident in that, but I do think this is going to be a narrow score. And of course, whenever you have these close scores, you know, if 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 the pick is wrong here, you can always go back and point to like one, two or three plays or maybe a coaching decision, a non-timeout or non-challenge or what have you, and say that's where the game flipped and and all that. I'm going just barely taking the over on the total points. I'm taking 41 points to be scored in this game. The over under again, 40 and a half. So take that for what it's worth. I've got Washington winning 21 to 20. Ooh. over the Giants. So that's, uh, I do think the Commanders win, but I think it's going to be very close. So you don't have them even covering the spread. No, do they do not cover the spread. So wow. yeah, Giants against the spread, but Commanders on the money line, that's that's where I'm going mm. for. Okay, for interesting, interesting. All right, so I suspect the reason why the Giants are not favored despite being at home is because of the injuries, number one, and the uncertainty as to who they'll have back, at least when the when the initial odds were set. I also think you look at the fact that the Giants have lost three of their last four games, albeit, you know, really one blowout, I think, in, in the mix. And that was the Detroit game, which was just the Giants' worst game of the year. Now, mm-hmm. people will say, well, what about Dallas? They, you know, the Giants actually were ahead of Dallas through the first half of the game, and then they let it slip away. Um, you know, the Giants. They should win this game. I mean, at the beginning of the year, when I when I filled out what I thought the Giants would do in each game, I had them winning at home against Washington, losing on the road. I'm going to stick with that, believe it or not. I think it's going to be a close one. I do think the Giants are going to beat the spread, the, the two and a half points. Um, I'm going to say the Giants win it by a field goal. I'm going to go 24-21. They need this game. It's that simple. I think it's something that they can get, uh, but they have to play mistake-free ball, which they haven't really done. Um, Mm. They've got to play disciplined ball. And, you know, the one thing that makes me a little bit nervous about the Giants this weekend is – they usually don't do well coming out of a long break. And they mm. had a little bit of a mini buy after playing on right. Thanksgiving. So they also have a weird practice schedule this week. They practice Tuesday, Wednesday. They had Thursday off, practice Friday, uh, and then a walkthrough on Saturday. I, I just, you know, it's an interesting schedule. I, I know why they did it, but I don't necessarily agree with it. So I just want to see if, if the Giants can be sharp. Again, I mean, they know what's at stake, but um, knowing and doing two very different things. But uh, I do think the Giants are going to are going to pull this one out, but it's going to be a tight one. So, yeah, I'll tell you, Patricia, like uh, so I I actually just because you mentioned I pulled up my receipts for my preseason predictions. And funny enough, actually, up to this point, I had the commanders of seven and five, which is exactly where they are now. I didn't have all the games. I had them losing. 
uh, to the Colts, for example. Look, the last the last four games, I had a loss to the Vikings predicted. I also predicted a win against Eagles, Texans, and Falcons. So the last four games, I'm batting a thousand. I do have uh, a win in the preseason against the Giants here in this one. I also have them winning out, out coming out of the bye. So a little bit, maybe a little bit of disrespect to the Giants there. But you know what? <laughs> I didn't predict the Giants to do what they've been able to do so far this season, even right now during their downward swing, still performing above the expectations. So, I mean, anything can happen, and that's why we play the games. That's why it's always fun to watch these things and, and see how it unfolds. Well, I had the Giants finishing at 8-9, and nine, so my my chances of, of making my record is, is still – they're still alive. So, yeah. all right, let's wrap things up here on the this uh, crossover edition. So uh, we're talking about key storylines. It sounds like for – the both teams, it's going to be the running game, the yeah. run defense, the running game. Who's going to run? Uh, will the Giants be able to stand up and and ward off the the Washington attack? Uh, the Giants getting healthy that's going to be a key factor. Uh, weather shouldn't be a factor in this week's game mm-hmm. because I think it's going to be cold but clear, so it's going to be perfect right. football weather. Yes. Um, you know your key matchups, um, the slot receiver, just. Just so much. And and then, you know, bottom line is, you know, what we didn't mention is you've got a very good coach in Ron Rivera, you know, a veteran mm-hmm. coach. You know, people will go back and they'll look at a couple of years ago when he made that that call and, and just barely lost to the Giants. It was on a two-point conversion. No. But you know what? Rivera is a good coach. I always liked Ron. And I think he does a great job with getting everybody prepared. You know, Brian Dable certainly no slouch in that department either. Yes. But uh could be a nice, interesting battle of the wits here. Yeah, I mean, this is a game that really could turn on a coaching decision, either not necessarily like a boneheaded coaching decision. Right? We always hate to see uh, those, of course, and coaches do everything they can to not, uh, you know, handcuff their own players. Like that's that's the last thing they want to do. But sometimes you make a decision, you know, and you make it for the right reasons, and it doesn't work out. And you look back at that decision, you say, "Man, if I had it back, I could flip it the other way. I would." But you know. You don't you don't have that that benefits. So you just make the best decision you can at the moment and you move forward and you deliver the results. Yeah, absolutely. Well, either way, it's gonna be a fun game. Yeah. They always are. Uh the, it's gonna be a hard fought game, you know, a lot of history between the commanders and the giants. Um, so the crowd's gonna be rocking, I'm sure, at MetLife Stadium because it does have playoff implications to it. Yeah. I expect a full and rowdy house. And uh, David's going to be fun finally getting to sit in the same press box with you and, and just, Absolutely. you know, catching up and everything like that. So, yeah, uh, I can't wait. And there's, you know, look, there's multiple members on the Washington beat. I was just talking to some other media members today saying that they can't, they want to meet you. So I'm like, all right, I promise oh, wow, introductions. That's funny. So, that's so yeah. funny. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'll be there probably around seat 50 or thereabouts. That's usually where I end up sitting in that front row. But, I'll be easy to find. So, all right, everybody, that's going to do it for us here on this crossover edition of Locked on Giants, Locked on Commanders. We're so glad you were able to join us for this edition. Uh, Make sure you keep it here on the Locked on Giants podcast. We're going to go Locked on Live uh, tonight, Thursday night, with uh, yours truly, Trina. Tana and the dog, the, the fantastic trio, as some of you have call, been calling us. And of course, make sure you're tuning in to Lock on Commanders. David uh, Harrison and uh, Chris Russell do a fantastic job over there. So anything you need to know about Commanders, check them out. They will have your answers and then some. So for David Harrison, I'm Patricia Trina. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we will see you again. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.